On today's Locked On Royals Padres crossover, we're going to have New Year's resolutions for the Kansas City Royals, for the San Diego Padres, for baseball fans in general, and predictions on what will happen in the wild, wacky year of our Lord 2023. Have it all for you coming up on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Royals. Your daily Kansas City Royals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals Padres crossover episode here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles, joined by Javier Reyes, host of Lockdown Padres. And <clears throat> I want to wish you all a belated Happy New Year because this episode is going to come out on Monday. So it's already in the new year for you. You're one day in. I hope that you've stuck to all of your resolutions thus far throughout your New Year's resolutions. That's what we're going to dive into today is New Year's resolutions for baseball fans in general and for our specific teams and give you predictions of what we think will happen on the entire year ahead. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is where the game starts. It has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Javi, first things first, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. We are into the new year or for some people depending when you listen on this you're about to be in the new year and you and i we do a lot of podcasts uh crossovers together and what i love is we haven't really had a firm connection for our teams for a while now but we still find a way because i've known you for now like two and a half or so years going on three basically uh and every time we talk it's a barrel of fun whenever i am able to finally nail you down from your illustrious just incredible thunder media career in which you're, you're talking all the players. He Ryan Styles, he's tight with Shams and Woj. I mean, what what can I say? He knows them like he has their number. He knows everything about them. He knows every scoop. And here we are talking about baseball. I don't know why I wanted to write on all of that, but uh, hey, man, I'm always happy to, to talk baseball with you. Well, I hope that the bosses are listening to that and hope that they're listening to this as well. My resolution, Javi, more podcast i, I locked on royals is going to get a full revamp javi we're in off season right now so we're both going to release this episode on monday so they're already going to be in the new year and three days a week from now until pitchers and catchers reporting then javi we're taking it up to five days a week on both of our podcast feeds. so i'm excited for that uh i've been i'm excited for uh a consistent baseball season so uh hopefully that will that will come to fruition with the boss's permission to just go full force this year. We both had some things pop up in our lives to you were innate that you great that what's they're looking for kind of negate that hope, but we're back now we're back solemnly boy scout honor swear that we're back three days a week <laughs> uh, for now five days a week once pitches and catches report and it's going to be a lot of fun Javi on this great podcasting network and with these two teams that are both fun for different reasons, but let's start first in the first segment with our baseball new year's resolutions. This is just purely as baseball fans, what we want to do as fans, whenever we watch the sport, consume the sports media, consume everything about the sport. What do you want to see change for yourself and others for this new year? I'll start out with mine. 
I want to see everyone, everyone give baseball the chance to change. This year, there's going to be the the shift ban. There's going to be the pitch clock. There's going to be all these new rules. Mm-hmm. Let's see how they work in action before you complain. And I think that if you go into this season with an open mind, I am betting, like I am making my bold take, my my bold opinion, that this will be the best baseball season in years because it'll be more entertaining. It'll be more fun. There's going to be more base hits. There's going to be more variety. There's going to be more action in the game of baseball this year, which is what they desperately need. I think that this is going to be a great year with the rule changes, but let's please, for a news resolution, for once in our lives as baseball fans, go into this year with an open mind, go into this year understanding that change has to come, and seeing how it plays out before we complain. I mean, I have no arguments. I, I mean, that's that's well done. It's good. That actually has a little bit to do with one of my predictions uh, that we'll get to later in the show, the rule changes and whatnot. It's very, you and I, we're used to it. The baseball fan freak out. Ryland, this year, and I could be wrong, but I live in the, the you know, Eastern, you know, the, I'm a coastal elitist, right? Out here in New Jersey. And maybe I'm just trapped in a bubble, but I remember baseball fans hated Michael K. I swear for the longest time. And then all of a sudden, everyone is losing their minds and they're like, Michael K. needs to call the Aaron Judge home run. And I'm like, you guys hate new with that Apple TV broadcast. Anything new, baseball fans will hate. So I agree with you. Give it just a little bit of a chance. And I'll get into my prediction on that whole thing a little bit later. Um, My New Year's resolution is a little bit of a silly one. Um, it's very specific. Uh, uh, dare I say niche? Um, stop posting the Statcast profile as your analysis and calling it a day. I've had enough. I can't take it anymore. Every time I see those stupid red and blue, I'm not saying that it's useless. I actually think baseball savant. Where have you been, Javi? For the game, I, I think it's been awesome. I think it's been really great. It helps out, but this analysis of here, I'm just going to post you, Darvish, how his exit velos and his barrel percentage is bad. And this is why we shouldn't trade for them. I need a little bit more than the whole just screenshot of that. I mean, I've seen it so many times. Wow. Right on the Twitter. You know what I mean? I just, I recommend everyone stop doing that. I'm not saying everyone who has done it is bad or silly or wrong. It's just, ah, I'm so tired of seeing it every five minutes i could also make the argument that the trade machine that everyone loves using uh by the little value numbers that we need to cool off with that as well because i just think trade machines oftentimes are can be, can be a little silly but uh, yeah that would be my, my my firm generalized baseball resolution enough i'm tired of seeing the circles and the red and the blue enough no more stop look you know my opinion on it the advanced analytics have gone too far too far uh and like you it's not to say that they're useless okay but there's just whenever you're getting to the point where you're like soda president not a good catcher not a good player what are we doing like watch the game understand his impact like understand what he does for the team on and off the field like he's a he's a really good catcher he's a borderline hall of fame or should be in the hall of fame i i don't care what his damn should be called what is, what's the one pitch framing stat i don't give a damn what that like what, what that's supposed to be okay I, I don't i don't i don't world series mvp world series champion uh, uh just an amazing arm and then of course a, a prolific hitter later on in his career <laughs> nonetheless though forgetting about that i think that what our new year's resolution should be is that we should 
come together as a baseball community from the way extreme stats people that don't even watch the game. They just watch the stats, the stat page and think that you can understand every level of baseball by just looking at that stat page to the way extreme on the opposite end of, Hey, never bring me a stat besides batting average, RBI and run scored. Don't, don't bring me anything else, but that there has to be some middle ground. Like there has to be some way to, to balance it out. And, and I think that the biggest thing is understanding that there are, that there are outliers in both spectrums. So like the people who hate stats, you got to understand that there's some guys who like you look at and say, he's not a ball player. There's no way he can play baseball, but the stats say he can, the advanced stats say that there's a reason why he's on your team and, and embrace him. And if you're like a way stats person, sometimes guys just play good and you don't know why. Sometimes I'll see Escobar just hits the first pitch of every at bat and it has an inside the park home run in the World Series for the first time since Babe Ruth. Like, and it just happens. And he's not a good player and he's not a Hall of Famer and he's not perfect, but no one's perfect. So what does it matter what his FIP is or where his FPX2 Bacon XY is? What does it matter? He's on a hot streak. Keep him in the lineup. Bada bing, bada boom, it's over. It worked 100 years ago. But there has to be some give and take in all this. So I think that it's just getting the extremist closer to the middle and keeping the people in the middle in the middle, because there, there is a give and take of like, sometimes you just don't have a way to contextualize how good someone is and you just have to watch it. And sometimes there's context in the stats that tell you this guy's good or bad, where you have to take those into account as well. So like taking everything into account is a big deal. So my next one is going to be, I think as baseball fans, we should stop preaching that the sky is falling. Mm. Like, I feel like every time I listen to a baseball podcast, every time I listen to a baseball, you know, read a baseball article, it's always baseball fans saying the game is dead. Like the game's the game's over. The game's stupid. It's dead. Like this sport's in terrible shape. The owners are all terrible people. The players are all terrible people. The agents are all terrible people. Like it's just everything's terrible in every in every walk of baseball life right now. The the media is pushing that baseball is terrible. Well, people are gonna listen. Like it, it goes even as much as like the the freak out, like in November of like judge and Boris, like, Oh gosh, we think that they're going to undersell us. And the Mets aren't going to offer us a contract to protect the Yankees, whatever that whole scandal was. And then judge took less money than it was offered to him. So like, if you were truly worried about the market value and truly worried about how much money you're going to be offered, you took a discount. So that wasn't even a real story, but you put it out there and everyone freaks out about how colluded baseball is and how it's so unfair and all this other crap. Like, baseball's fine. And I think it's going to get even better this year. Like I think that this year will be the best year of baseball in a very long time because of the rule changes and the way that this sport is trying to evolve. And I think the baseball fans should understand that there's never anything that's perfect. And I think that because baseball fans are so involved in statistics and so involved in trying to figure out a why to everything, trying to figure out, you know, someone's exit velocity and, and prove that that's why he's a good player. Sometimes the sports are just unfair. It's in every sport. Like some, like, yeah, the Yankees and the Mets are going to sign everybody. Guess what? The Warriors are going to sign everybody. The Thunder aren't going to sign a free agent ever. Guess what? You know, the, the Cowboys are going to get preference. Whoever Tom Brady's team is, they're going to take hometown discounts uh, to go back to Tom Brady's team. They're going to take budget cuts to go play with Tom Brady. And hopefully that happens for me and Mahomes in Kansas City as well. But, you know, they're going to take discounts to go play for the Patriots back then during their dynasty. And you're not going to sign them in the NFL. You know, you're, no one's going to go to Cleveland. You can throw money at them. They're not going to go there, even though there's a salary cap. Like sometimes these things just suck and that's just the way it is. And that's all you can really do. Like what 
I, I am for a salary cap and a salary floor, especially because I think that the only thing that I would agree with complaining about is the owners who literally don't spend a penny, but also don't win. If you're not going to spend a penny, you better be the Oakland A's who actually won a lot of baseball games. Like you can't be the Royals and, and just sit there and lose a hundred games a year, but still not invest in the team. So like just in general, my biggest solution has been, and the theme has been for me, this entire segment has been ending the negativity. Like it's, it's all negative around baseball right now. And it's just so draining to me. Well said. Yet again, I disagree with some notions about the stats. I disagree somewhat with the don't ever complain thing, kind of. That's not what you said exactly, but I'm just saying I think it is important to hold truth to power and to point out that for me, and this kind of goes into my sort of resolution thing, it's a quick one, is just don't be so quick to praise the teams that have really organized rosters versus teams that may have ugly rosters but those rosters might actually win something you know what i mean this kind of applies to my team yes the xander bogart's contract might be an abomination in like four years i know but if they actually win and go somewhere i don't want people to be talking about how well managed the tampa bay rays are you know what i mean just be a little bit careful understand and i'm not what the rays do is, is can be great what the cleveland guardians can do is great but every now and then i've noticed People like those teams, like Baltimore, or like your Cleveland, where the, the roster money is really nice. They've got the prospects. There's no albatross contracts. Then people tend to praise those teams a little bit too much for my liking, only because it rarely has resulted in actually winning a title. Um, Kansas City Royals are an exception, right? There are exceptions. But for the most part, when you look at the history of the sport, you end up winning. Even when those players, maybe even they decline a little bit. Bottom line is you got a player that is valuable. And I think that we have to every now and then don't, don't, don't drink the the Gatorade too much on those teams. That'd be what I have to say on that. Yeah. I, I think that, I think that's a good point too, of like, not even just financially, but like the Royals traded an entire pitching staff, like, like the Royals to win a world series traded an entire pitching staff at the time. They all look like good players. Like John Lamb looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Finnegan looked good. Uh, Reed looked good. Like they all looked like they were going to be really t- Shamanaya. Like they all looked like they were going to be really, really good pitchers. And the th- and the Royals had a really good farm system. They traded an entire pitching staff, over six pitchers that were all supposed to be frontline starters. Shamanaya is the one that pan- panned out, but they got back Ben Zobrist, who won them a World Series, and Johnny Cueto, who was pivotal in the World Series as well to win them a World Series. You can't win that without Zobris, and you can't win that without without Cueto's magical game throughout throughout the postseason run. So yeah, Cueto's they give at the time you're too. laughing at them, right? The time you're laughing like, oh, yeah. you give a whole pitching staff for for a, for two rentals. Well, those two rentals brought the only piece of baseball joy in Kansas City in the last thirty years, and there's been no joy since. Whereas if you kept those pitchers, you get Sean Mania. So. Basically, you get Brady Singer. Like, Brady Singer's a really good pitcher. Doesn't matter. They lose 100 games a year. He's a, he's a good pitcher last year. He pitched a great season. They lost 100 games. So, you, you for one quality pitcher, you've got a World Series. So, yes, push all in. Make the move. And I think that we overvalue prospects to a unreal extent, which is crazy to me. And I want your opinion on this real quick. Before we, we, have to, we have to take a commercial break. But it's crazy to me. For a sport that everyone admits... You're going to fail a lot more than you're going to succeed. If you hit three times out of 10, you're going to be a Hall of Famer. Like for a sport that acknowledges, if you are terrible, you're actually good. Why do we think that every prospect will work out? Like the, the, yeah. they're not. They're not. So why not Go take Google Royals yeah. or go Google 
any t- go Google 2014 Rangers prospects right now. Jorge Alfaro is number one. Not to discard the dis, dis, diminish the goat, but for a number one overall prospect, it's just more often than not, I like to view prospects as a fun. You followed them like boyhood. You went through the journey with them, right? And it's really fun to see how it turns out, even if you don't like it. And they're also, they can be really valuable assets. You have leg room. You should not be viewing prospects as a, yo, this guy's the next Ben Zobris. This guy's the next Tatis. This guy is this guy 2.0 or 1.5. I just think that that's a mistake. And I, I think it's a mistake to think that the only, that holding on to prospects is only because you think those players are going to be amazing. It might just be because you don't, like the current guy that's available and you're like, I want to save my ammo for someone else. Like Juan Soto, who the Padres of course acquired this year, right? Instead of pulling all their baskets into Brian Reynolds in the previous off season, who's still on the trade market because we might have to talk about him in predictions. Uh, (laughs) Hurry up. Someone make a decision, please. It's driving me insane. Um, You know, all of a sudden you, you wait and you exchange that talent for even better talent. So, you know, it's, that could happen sometimes, man. Speaking of predictions, you can go to Bet Online right now, and we had the bosses listening earlier. Sorry for this late, late uh, breaking, but <laughs> we, we we want to say you can go to Bet Online right now and bet on all things sports from baseball, basketball, football, hockey, darts, martial arts, soccer, tennis, esports, anything that you want to bet on. You can bet on pro and college, amateur, professional, everything. And if you only like baseball and you think to yourself, "Ha, huh, this sounds great," but I only know about baseball. You can still bet on baseball right now. You can bet on who you think will win the American League in 2023. The Astros are the favorites at plus 275. The Royals are just barely ahead of the, of the Athletics at plus 750 to win the uh, uh, plus 7,500 to win the uh, American League. For your Padres, they're at plus 500, so they're the fourth uh, odds-on favorite to to win the NL. So you can bet money there. You can also bet on uh, who will win the World Series if you want to which the Astros are, again, the favorites, and the Royals are, again, not even on the board probably, but no, they're at plus 1,500. So you can go there. And even Javi, we're going to have to do another crossover. The World Baseball Classic, USA, plus 250 to win the World Baseball Classic. That's, that's mm. always a fun event. I cannot wait to uh, settle in and watch that. And it's also fun when it first starts and there's like 2 a.m. baseball on. That is yeah. a, that is a fun yeah, day. Yeah. I know it would be network. But Javi, check out Bet Online where the game starts. You're online sportbook experts. Javi, we're back, and so we're thrown off the timeline now. Now we're up to 18 minutes already. Oh, goodness. Not a great start to our whole, like, New Year's, like, new me stuff. But it's chaotic. That's what we always do. You got to give it to the people, man. So I do want to say our resolutions for our own team. Let's let's cut it down to one each because that way we can get to more of the prediction stuff. New Year's for the Royals. New Year's resolution for the Royals is I hope that they go into this year and it's all about the kids. Just... Mm. Finally embrace it. You've got a new skipper who is who is coming from an organization that is more in line with um, cheaper, controllable, young talent. He's not old school like Matheny was. Matheny did try to adapt a little bit, but still he got in the habit of playing the wrong guys. I, I'm, I'm done with even Hunter Dozier, but I'm especially done with guys like Ryan O'Hearn. Like, there's no reason to play Ryan O'Hearn ever again. You have a bevy of first base prospects that you need to get in there. You need to get Prado in there. You need to get Vinny Pascantino in there. You, you need you have several players who can play first base a little bit so that we can put uh, uh, MJ Melinda as a catcher sometimes. Like th- There are so many guys that can play first base on this team that Ryan O'Hearn should not even be a thought in this, in, in this organization's mind. He shouldn't even be listed on the roster. 
You just shouldn't. And so I hope that they embrace playing the young guys and allowing them to continue to grow and mature. I also think that the Royals use revolution should just be um, figuring out what they have in these young guys and how to pivot from here. Are these young guys good or are they not good? Because a lot of these guys, you know, are, are still teetering in between. So figuring out what they have by playing the kids is my number one news resolution for the Royals. What is yours for the Padres? I've got a couple. One is a funny little dumb one, which is I, I've been on this. This is arguably my hottest general sports take, which is just, and it has a little bit to do with the Padres. I support, let's, let's make buying non-Jersey related sports memorabilia more of the thing. Because I think that that's the true sign of a fan. Like this Tatis bobblehead, <laughs> which you can check out of the description if you guys want. He's he's just chilling here. I just find it more of a sign of a fan if you wear something that often you can wear anywhere. Instead of a jersey, which is a little bit more specific. You can rock a shirt. You know what I mean? You can just rock that thing. Get my little, I don't have one on right now. So it's probably a bad time for me to bring up this uh, resolution. But nonetheless, just throwing it out there. My actual New Year's resolution. <clears throat> I want the Padres to come up with a new celebration. I do. I think that it is really important. Last year, of course, or I should say two years ago, basically, they have the swag chain, which was one of the cooler things that's ever happened, I think, in baseball history. You have Tatis hitting, just staring at a moonshot against the Houston Astros, walking around first base. He's got the dreads. He's got the looks. He's got the sidestep when he gets to third base. And then he's getting dabbed up, and then he's getting chained with the swag chain. It was great. Then, naturally, I think that they made the right decision to move forward because they said, you know what? That season did it end well. Let's put it in the past. Then they did the little Polaroid thing, right, where they're taking little pictures, and it's really cute and adorable. The ones with Darvish and Bob Melvin come to mind because Bob Melvin never smiles ever, but he did smile when Darvish. Hit his 2,500 strikeouts. That was really cool. I think they need a new one this year. I think they need a new one because I think this pods team is going to be excellent. I am not nearly as concerned about them as I was for this past year's team. I thought this past year's team heading into the year had a little bit more of a sleeper vibe to them. I do not think that's the case with this year's team. I think they're going to be excellent. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more later as we conclude the pod. But that'd be my thing. Come up with a new celebration. I wouldn't bring back the swag chain necessarily, but I just want something new. I don't care if it's a a golden jar that when you open it, there's a a a Padres cook sugar cookie in it. I don't care. Whatever it is, that's, that's not a bad idea, right? Though that'd be kind of fun. Um, that that would be what I want from the Padres, and I think it would be a uh, really great, really great. That's one of my um, Padres New Year's resolutions. I appreciate that resolution. I think that's a very good one. And Javi, what else I appreciate? Mm. It's a good old Built Bar, Javi. Javi, mm. how great are Built Bars? It's a protein bar, but it tastes like a candy bar. Man, I've been talking about these things for as long as my memorabilia take. You know, I've been talking about these things for longer than I've been slandering Eric Hosmer. They're excellent. They're absolutely phenomenal. I have them all the time. They're great. They have so many great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. It's all fantastic. They're great pre-workout, post-workout, or even as a meal replacement or a snack. You can head over to your nearest Walmart, whatever the place is, Walmart pharmacy pharmacy section. Go and pick up a Built Bar at Walmart. That's so incredible. Also, uh, order them online or go to Sam's Club. Just do it. Just get out there. Get you uh, boxes of Built Bar, protein bar. That tastes like a candy bar. It's healthy for you, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar. 
and a whopping 17 grams of protein. So what else can you ask for in a protein bar than that? Uh, my personal favorite is the cookies and cream option. So check that out as well. Javi, what's your favorite built bar? My favorite is the apple almond crisp, if in terms of all timers, which I don't think that they currently have stocked right now, but then otherwise it would be the cherry barcia because that is my mom's favorite flavor. Uh, and she enjoys it very much. And I enjoy it too. And I tell you, I also like the birthday cake that we got that time. Oh mm. gosh, Javi. Oh gosh. Mm. I just, I just pull up built.com. Use code locked 15 for 15% off. They have snickerdoodle built bars. <gasps> no, <laughs> I'm serious. Like this is not, uh, it is an ad, but I'm, I'm seriously <laughs> going to buy right now. These snickerdoodle built bars. Holy mackerel. I had no idea that they were selling snickerdoodle built bars. I, I I'm getting, I'm literally putting in my order right now. I just did my fingerprint. I put my credit card in there. Uh, anyway, go to built.com right now. Like I just did go, go and use lock 15 and you're going to get 15% off your next order. We're back on the Lockdown Royals Padres podcast. <laughs> it changes everything. Talk, talk, it does. It does change everything. Uh, talking about baseball. <laughs> so, Javi, to end the podcast, I want your prediction. World Series matchup number, for, first of all, who we're going to see in the World Series. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Oh, I, I, I thought you were going to give me like a multi-step <laughs> thing and be like, I want the World Series. I want this. I want that. Uh, World Series... Is going to be. <clears throat> hmm. This is tough, actually. I kind of like the Blue Jays as a post hype team. Everyone was raving about the Blue Jays way too much. We're I just a year still, too early. Yeah, maybe we're just a year too early. Part of me still doesn't like how much everyone's assuming the Blue Jays have a better roster than everybody. I think they do, but I'm just saying the 2021 season, uh, like they were really good and then. What did they do? They they exchanged Robbie Ray for Kevin Gosman. So it's like, yeah, I like Gosman better, but I don't know. I just, but I'm going to say that they come through. I think they had an embarrassing, somewhat, not embarrassing, but like a little sad way to end their season, getting beat by the Mariners like that. And then from the NL, <clears throat> it's going to be the New York Mets. Um, I think that I just have a lot of vibes about the that team just completely taking over all baseball talk this year. Um, it's going to be close. This isn't that bold. I'm pretty sure I probably said the same prediction last year. Oh, no, I had Astros Mets last year as my prediction. So I got one of them, right? Um, I think at some point the Astros have to not keep going to the you know World Series. And I'm going to pick the Blue Jays. It's close. I am curious to see if the Yankees make a move. Um, but in terms of the NL, there's a real slugfest going on in the National League right now with the Phillies, with the Mets, with the Padres, with the Braves, with the Dodgers. And honestly, I kind of like the Diamondbacks. I think the Diamondbacks are sneaky, really good. So right now, I don't usually like doing World Series predictions. I like doing sleeper predictions, but I really think the D-backs. Keep an eye on that, too. I think that so, they're, right they're right there. As a peek behind the curtain, mm. did, we're recording this on Friday. Mm. Did you see what happened like two seconds ago? The D-backs signed Evan Longoria. Really? Yep. One year deal. Interesting. So when you, you say sleeper, player. I'm going to pin you down on this. Whenever you say sleeper team, mm-hmm. you think that the D-backs can make the playoffs? Yeah. In that division? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I respect that. My, my World Series, quick and easy. <laughs> it's like going to be, it's like a, it's like a 1% chance, but yeah. Astros out of the AL, NL, 
I've got your Padres out of the NL. Why Woo! am I the one with the Padres? Come on. I got your Padres out of the NL. Love I cannot it. wait. Love it. Absolutely love it. You know, I, I, I absolutely adore that prediction. I just can't do it because it's a little biased and blah, 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 blah. I think the pods are going to win like 98 games. Um, I think that they're going to be much better than last year. You add Tatis, and I don't really care if it's MVP Tatis. Bottom line is if he is 70% of what he is when he comes back, I think he's going to be more focused. I do think the entire experience has humbled him. If he's just a four-win player and not the seven-six MVP player, that's fine. That's totally fine. You can deal with that. That's great. And not to mention that dude seems to have a knack for showing up in big moments. So I think he'll be awesome in the playoffs as well. Manny, he's opting out probably after the year. I think he's going to have another solid year. He's going to be motivated, if especially if he wants to opt out and get another contract. And Soto. <clears throat> Soto had a 3.84 season last year when he was on a terrible Nationals team. Maybe didn't have the motivation to chase down home runs getting knocked over his head all the time. Had atrocious defense and really struggled when he first got to the pods. Still 3.8. That says a lot about how talented this guy is and still had the 400 on base. Even in a down year, he's going to be much better this year. I think he's going to be awesome. I think Bogarts will be great. I think Hassan Kim, who every Padres fan for some reason wants to trade right now, is going to be great. And I think they still have a move to make with the rotation, maybe a Johnny Cueto, right? Maybe bring in someone like that. <clears throat> I'm really curious to see what they do to finish out the roster. But lastly, bullpen. I think that they have one of the three best bullpens in baseball. I think that Austin Adams, if he stops hitting guys, um, he's an excellent reliever. If Drew Pomerantz comes back healthy, Robert Suarez, I know people laughed when they signed him to that extension. They will not be laughing after you see about like two months in. You're going to be like, wow, they're really smart. They know that Josh Hader is going to elect, he's going to be a free agent. So they said, let's pay this guy who's not going to cost as much as Josh Hader next year. He's going to be awesome. And you still have Josh Hader. You've got all these dudes. I think that <clears throat> I, I just, I think their pen is going to be great. And I think their starting pitching will be fine enough and the pen will support them and the offense will be great. So yeah, I think 98 wins is kind of like the floor for this team. And last year I was at like 88 for the pods and they, they firmed up. So I'm excited, man. I'm really excited. I think they're going to kill it. I think it's going to be a really fun season. And everyone making fun of the Bogarts contract is a fool because of what we talked about earlier. You got to try. <clears throat> Javi, I want to know. My number two thing I want to know from you. Mm. How many no hitters slash perfect game, just put them all in one. How many <laughs> feats of excellence from pitchers are we going to see this year? Especially whenever you can't game plan for the shift anymore. Does that change anything mm. for you? What are we looking at with no hitters? I could, I think we I'm going to say four. You're going to say four. I think we get like three within the span of a month again. And everyone starts losing their minds. You remember when everyone lost their mind because we had like yeah. five and then it just turned out that it was an anomaly in the sense that it's just that they all happened early in the season and it ended up being like six in total or whatever. I think we get that again. Honestly, I think it'd be really fun in that perspective, but it might be a little bit harder. I don't feel a perfect game vibe. I don't know who could do it. I know there's a lot of great pitchers out there who will get close. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I, I just I don't like predicting the perfect game stuff. That's just wild. We had, I mean, Otani was like seven perfect this year, which would have been the number one baseball thing to ever happen, to be honest with you. Um, so we were close there. Um, but I, I do have a prediction to you for you that has to do with the rules. One That's what I wanted next. I, my, my third one is: Do you think that these rules will save baseball? I'm not concerned as much about the save baseball because I think they will. I, I really do think that the pitch clock and all that's going to be great. 
I think people will stop complaining after three weeks. This is the same thing that happens every time they do a rule change. People complain about the rule change when the instant replay was only to review home runs. That's how old I am. I remember that. I remember that nonsense. Then they're complaining about instant replay taking too long. Nobody complains about it anymore. They were complaining about the the home run derby, the new rules. Nobody complained after they actually watched it in action. They were like, oh, yeah, this is better. Instead of watching, you know, Josh Hamilton take 72 pitches before finally swinging. This is a lot better. There you go. I think that's going to happen. Um, and also, Puerto Rico is going to win the World Baseball Classic. So there you go. Driving okay. up even further my theory that this is going to be a huge Mets year for propaganda and media circulation. Everyone's going to be talking about, holy crap, these two just won the World Baseball Classic in Correa and Lindor, and now they're going to the Mets. It's going to be Palooza in New York. Because not to mention the Yankees will have a lot of headlines too. So that's that's also there. Javi, we've got to do this again because we're going to have to talk about the World Baseball Classic. That's going to be a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait. So... Thank you for joining us. Let them know where they can find you. One last thing before I let you find me. One last spicy take. Enough of the Asher's hate. I'm so bored. You guys aren't that funny. You made a crack about how, I think New York Porch Sports, that satire account, about how the the Giants discovered a buzzer in Carlos Correa's physical scan. Enough. The jokes aren't that funny. Asher's fans, yes, are annoying. They can be, very much so. Enough. It's 2017, guys. You know what I mean? Like at some point, please, I don't care anymore. That being said, you can find me on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. If you want to see the Twitters for the Padres tweets, you can check out at L-O underscore Padres. If you want to see what sick hoodie I was rocking for this episode and the Tatis bobblehead, you can check out Lockdown Padres on YouTube uh, where I love that. And if you want to see Ryland's just sensational scintillating revolutionary immaculate haircut please check out the youtube video and i promise you won't be disappointed thank you javi until next time be good and be good to one another because javi Reyes is back on the pod and we're happy to have a crossover we'll do it again before the world baseball classic